This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy the show. It is the Chicago First podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists and industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black. Welcome to Chicago. Haima Black, South by Southwest Music. I'm here with Corey Fry from the Main Squeeze out of Chicago. How are you doing? Doing well. First South by. Having a good time so far. Is your first South by? First South by. What's your impression so far? Um, a lot of people and a lot of traffic, but um, I'm looking forward to seeing. I haven't seen the energy you can feel it, but I haven't really done anything. I grabbed my bracelet and just walked around for a second. So I'm looking forward to kind of getting myself feet entrenched uh, a little bit later tonight. So, okay, so let's start with this. Uh, the main squeeze is down here playing Southway. You guys are official artists this year, is that the case? We are official artists, which is an exciting way to experience the first, uh, you know, our South, first South by. They said, that, you know, that's the best way to do it. You can get to see all the acts and get to go to all the conferences and stuff like that. So, we are official artists. We were pretty stoked about that to find that out and, you know, gonna try to take advantage of it. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay, so how does something like this happen? You guys are abandoned in Chicago. And you are gaining some recognition, and then how do you make that jump from, you know, a lot of artists come down to South By and perform here, not knocking that, but it's a different level when you're, like, on the South By website, you know, how did that happen? I think the the biggest thing is, um, you know, our agency, New Frontier, that's based out of Nashville, Tennessee, Mm -hmm. um, submits you know, all of their artists into, so South by South got to, South by Southwest got to take a look at us and go through a bunch of different artists, and, um, you know, it's a, it's a privilege, it's an honor, I, I guess they only give it to um, a certain amount of bands, you know, two or three hundred bands that, yeah. out of all the bands that come here, so it's great for us, you know, with recognition of our new album and stuff, for people who are coming here that know nothing about us to be able to see our name on that list with so many great other artists, and it gives them an opportunity to check it out. I actually, like, heard maybe last week that someone was checking out the South by West, uh, South by Southwest um, uh, website. And our song was like one of the first ones that came up on the website. So that's like, you know, that's as big a compliment as you can give to, you know, to an up and coming band. That's, I know there's so many great artists here. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. That's kind of a Cinderella story. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's get some background on the band, um, the main squeeze. Yeah. When did this start? Kind of bring us into kind of the origins of the group. You know, it's the main squeeze started um, a long, long time ago. Our keyboard player uh, Smiley and Max went to Upstate uh, a summer sleepaway summer camp in Upstate New York. Um, so that's where they met, and that's where they started playing music together. That eventually led them to Indiana University in Bloomington, Indiana, um, which is where I met Smiley and Max met Ruben, and we, you know, they formed the band in 2009. I joined in March of. 2010 as I came back and they were looking for a vocalist and I had kind of known Smiley for a while so it was a perfect situation where I wasn't with my old band I was looking for a band and they were looking for a singer and we just kind of took a leap of faith and you know six years later we're playing South by for the first time and you know representing Chicago which we took a move from Bloomington to Chicago in 2012 to kind of take a further step as a band getting one of the major cities in the Midwest to be able to kind of do our thing so um, all different backgrounds all different cities we come from all over but we are common is, you know, obviously love of music, but uh, Bloomington, Indiana is where it all started. That's where the roots were. But you know what? Like, there's a lot of Indiana artists that have kind of made the move to Chicago yeah. or they, you know, maybe they still have their address, their mail sent to Indiana, but yeah. they, like, operate out of Chicago a lot. What's the biggest difference, like, when you come to a city like Chicago or what advantages does that open up? I think, you know, from a... 
national stand, standpoint, it, it's much more influential to be like, I'm from Chicago. Now, uh, you know, people know where that is and it's something to relate to. But for us, it was the, it was the hub of the Midwest. And being from Bloomington, um, we wanted to continue working our Midwest markets. For us, we didn't really want to branch out too far. We wanted to kind of keep our roots and Chicago made perfect sense for that. Um, at the time I was launching an acapella group that was kind of based out of there too. So that worked hand in hand to kind of get that going. But um, Chicago's great. The music scene is super diverse. Everyone is um, so into it. And it's unlike, you know, a lot of places that I've ever been where um, the scene is so supportive of one another. Everyone's looking out, people are looking to collab. And um, so it was important. Those three years that we spent there really helped our just growth and camaraderie and just kind of showing us how to, the ropes of the business a little bit better. So, you know, you're in Chicago. Like, who are some artists that you're connecting with or, like, any collaborative partners? Uh, or we haven't, you know, we've gotten, we kind of keep our scene tight, but guys from, like, Low Spark and Sidewalk Chalk, mm-hmm. um, The Herd, um, you know, I remember way back doing a show with kids these days um, in Bloomington. Um, now they've kind of branched off and they're taking over the hip-hop world. So it's just crazy that the scene, is it's it's entrenched, but it's a lot of people that just want to do it the right way and they're kind of doing it on their own. And, um, you know, we were every bit of a part of that. And then from the jam scene to the hip-hop scene, the soul scene, um, it's it's all-encompassing, but it's, it's cool. And that's what, it's a love of music and not just, you know, a specific genre or whatever. It's all music. Music and it's if it's good, they're down with it, and they'll let you know in Chicago. So <laughs> they'll definitely let you know. So the new album that you guys released, it came out um, September of last year. Yeah. It's called Mind Your Head. Mm-hmm. How was the response to that? What did that open up for you guys when that album came out? Um, How did that change things? You know, Mind Your Head was an album that was two years in the making, um, and that's very different for us because up until that point, we were very much a like you know album a year kind of band. And so that project itself. We went to LA to work with Randy Jackson on that. Um, he produced the al- yeah, and he produced the album. He actually came down to Bloomington to see us um, before we moved to Chicago. Um, wanted to catch us in our element, and because he heard the music, and um, so he came out and saw us play. He took us out to dinner and told us he really digged the vibe, and he wasn't really he wasn't trying to change it. He just wanted to be a part and you know helping us shape it and make it a more commercial, taking what we have and making it a little bit com- commercial in the sense that it could be played on the radio. Being able to you know be more focused on your your solos and your jams and kind of just be able to hone those in. So mind your head is really a. a a product of that, us growing as a band, us writing um, more just radio cut songs, not so much the stepping out, but doing it in our own way. So not like changing the sa- the songs, right. but just kind of, you know, shaping them a little bit better. So um, it dropped uh, in September. We had a great time at North Coast Music Festival as a part mm-hmm. of that. Um, we had a great after party for night one and then we played on Saturday with D'Angelo and the Roots and Macy Gray which was like an amazing just a whole surreal yeah that was one of the best musical days of my life you know seeing D'Angelo play just having a great time um but it's opened up a lot of doors. Mind Your Head helped, obviously, get us here to South by Southwest. Um, it's crazy now because we're stepping on tour and we're hearing, we're, we're like starting to see the response. You know, we right. hadn't really, the fall was kind of, you know, us just still kind of doing our thing. But whereas this, this spring, which we've been on the road now for about four weeks, four or five weeks, we're actually seeing people and they know the words and they're really stoked about the album. So, you know, it's, it's, it's moving. Um, well, somebody I saw that I think 
helps with that, not only just because people are getting access to the music, but it looks like you guys are live streaming a lot of yeah. your gigs, yeah. just doing a lot of live streaming. And I think that helps open up your music and your content and just your presence to a lot of people who can't even be there. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And we got into... Um, we're really getting a Periscope and Facebook Live. Mm-hmm. Uh, Facebook Live has been huge for us just because we're a band that, you know, we've been to a, a lot of places in the States, but we haven't gone really that far internationally outside of, uh, we went to China a couple of times, but it was a very, like, it was Macau and Hong Kong, which is a whole separate kind of entity. And then we went to, uh, you know, we've done the Canada thing a couple of times. So for us, it's really cool because our fan base, you know, through Facebook and all these um, statistics and stuff, you can see, oh, we have fans in London or, oh, we have friends in Germany or, oh, we have friends, you know, wherever. And so it's given us an opportunity to connect with those people and what we're, the feedback we're getting is, you know, they're loving having to be able to share that experience with us. But it also lets us know, like, hey, like, we can get out there. Like, let's get to Europe. Dude, let's I mean, the, the data is so valuable it's now. Crazy. It's crazy. It's like, amazing. It's amazing. It, it's opened things up to artists. Like, yeah. in the 70s, like, Led Zeppelin couldn't, like, look at a computer and be right. like, you know what? I need to get that to Kansas. T- yeah, exactly. Kansas fucking loves us, you know? <laughs> like, And it's just, like, even as minuscule as, like, in your own country to be like, damn, we're not hitting that market. Right. And there's so many people that are there bumping our stuff, playing it for their friends. So it's, like, opened up, you know, within our own country. But, you know, for us, you know, we, we want to think bigger picture. And we want to, you know, we want to be able to take our music around the world eventually, you know? So, you know, it's nice to be able to post a live in someone in London that's you know six hours or five hours ahead can you know have a early morning squeeze in Atlanta Georgia you know it's pretty amazing like just all the cool tools that are available now and something I did notice like when I was you know I always do my research for these interviews looks like you guys have a really clean professional solid like consistent web presence across your channels your website like Talk about that. Is that you guys doing it? Or are you having yeah, help? No, it's or? all us. We are, you know, we run our business as a whole. So, you know, everyone in the group has a role. Um, we have an, a creative art designer who lives in-house with us and um, helps build our brand. But we, you know, we're all college students. Uh, Smiley, as our keyboard player, was um, a business major at one of the nicest business programs in the country. And he mm-hmm. kind of acts as a manager. And we just kind of all help in every role from merchandise to... Um, you know, cataloging stuff to the social media to the branding up and down. It's, you know, it's it's all-encompassing business. And, you know, I think for a lot of people it's different because you are looking for a label to kind of do that. But, you know, we've kind of put ourselves in a position that if the label thing doesn't happen and it's not something that we're necessarily upset about we, we we built a business in a way that we can sustain ourselves and you know kind of be our own label and, and and create for ourselves and luckily for us we've had a fan base that's responded to it in the correct way um, but, but and you're allowing them to yeah right and, and, and help and they allow us to function you know right. our fan base helped us pay for our van our, our fan base helped us pay for our early albums and so we just you know we truly believe that you know, we continue to move it in that way and it'll take care of itself and that's kind of helped us to shy away from you know digging into the major labels and trying to you know because at the end of the day it's a you know it's it's a bank loan and if you can make the money on your own then why take the loan in any in any business situation it's crazy like this is just everything okay so i know like we've just met you and i i teach at columbia college in chicago everything you're saying is just so now that i need to tell you that it's right but it's just like 
not everybody knows this. Yeah, not yeah. everybody knows that you need to like handle it DIY. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, and, um, it's just amazing. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's good that you guys know that. And honestly, something I'd love to do later on, post South by, if you're down, I do a lot of workshops, panels with the podcast. Let's get you on a workshop, oh, man. Yeah, let's dude, talk let's, about like the art of doing talk. DIY as an yeah, artist. That's absolutely, incredible. Absolutely. And, um, you know, it, it's something that, yes, you can have someone do it for you. And, and that's not to take away from anyone that's doing it that way. Right. Um, but in this day and age where people are in a YouTube world, in a Spotify world, and, you know, you can also very much help your own cause. And um, I think the, the reward of it is being at the end of the day, being able to keep all that, you know, versus giving You keep the away. data, yeah, you right. keep the money, you keep the knowledge of like where your yeah. fans are. Right. You don't have to ask someone for the password. Right. Exactly. And we, and, and something that was very important to us, which you hear a lot of artists say is like the integrity of the music. You don't mm. want it to go another way because someone else feels like, you know, this is your direction. If you build it in your own way, then no one can, you know, I've always been, a, I've always wanted to be my own boss. <laughs> so it's nice to have a company with, you know, uh, you know, five, six people that, you know, kind of agree in that way. And it's like, let's build it to the point where if someone wants it, then we can talk about that. But at least we put ourselves in a position to succeed in the best way. I mean, that's incredible. Again, man, like I would love to get you on a workshop. Yeah, I think like, talk about it, man. dude, let's make it happen yeah, later absolutely. this year. Yeah. Uh, so looking ahead to later this year in the here and now, like it looks like you guys are in the studio recording. It yeah. looks like you have tour dates coming up. What's ahead for the so, for the main squeeze you know, in part, 16? Part of our business decisions um, led us to move into L.A. this mm -hmm. year. So we left Chicago after being there for about three and a half years to kind of set up shop where um, we felt like it was the best place for us to be creative. Mm -hmm. um, as you know, being in Chicago, January to February is pretty much the worst time of the year. And awesome. unfortunately <laughs> for musicians, that is, for us, that's our time off. That's when we have to be our most creative. That is when we are focused on the next project for the year. Right. So after doing Chicago for the first couple of years and having some, you know, horrendous negative 50 below zero winters. These last like couple that. winters, yeah. Oh, just brutal. Um, it was important for us to just get out for the winter. So we, you know, we decided with moving the way we kind of set up shop in Chicago, we kind of have New York in the same way, being that mm -hmm. the upstate sleepaway camp and our IU connection has a big fan base in New York. We decided that LA would be a good move for us. So we've set up shop there um, at the start of the year. Um, we wrote a new album which we're pretty excited about just to show the next kind of step in our growth. We feel like it's been some of the best stuff that we've put together as a band and we're excited to get it out. But um, we recorded it all and then we took off on the road. So we haven't listened to anything yet. You know, we're going to get back at the end of this tour, which is uh, April 2nd mm -hmm. and start digging into it. And then we do a little two week run around Jazz Fest um, in New Orleans. Uh, yeah. So we're going to do that and then come back and have the rest of the month off before summer tour. So we'll take most of off um, and kind of get that album together. We want to get get it ready for the people. I told you our Mind Your Head, which we, you know, we love. Um, for us, it was... It, the, the process wasn't ideal for us and so it took us longer than what we wanted you know we like to show each year a progression of where we stand at as a band so 
um, you know, we're anxious to, you know, get it out. We're going to work on it and get it ready. Hopefully have it out by the fall. Um, we're going to play our first Red Rock show with Umphreys McGee. Um, huge. And another Chicago act. Yeah, another yeah. Chicago act. Which like we're, huge yeah, legacy. Huge, exactly. Yeah, and, a, yeah. and another example of building it your own way. Totally. Doing it completely your own way. And, yeah, it's, it, took, it, it takes time, but they're a band that's absolutely crushing, you know, uh, the country right now. And yeah. we're, you know, honored. Their fan base is rabid. No, they yeah. love them. And they're crazy. They're rowdy. And uh, summer camp we played last year. And with you guys them. are doing that we're doing coming up again this year? We'll start our summer tour. Yeah. Um, we're going to go to summer camp and... Um, That'll kind of kick off the, the summer for us. But we're, you know, we're going to meet Humphreys in Red Rocks, and we're going to bounce around the country for the summer. Then we're going to get back and hopefully get ready for a fall tour where we're going to release an album. Um, we're not, you know, 100% on that right now, but the goal is, that is the goal. So, you know, give Dude, people a little something to get excited are, about. <laughs> you're all over it. I love this. I love this whole business sense. I yeah. love the record. Um, Corey Fry, the main squeeze, man. This is so great. Like, this was... About as, as much fun as a first interview could be, in my opinion. Thank, thank, thank you, you for making forward. the time. Thank you. I'm looking forward to chatting with you again, and let's definitely get the workshop going. Dude, We'd love to talk to some students about we'll it. talk more soon. All right, brother. Thank you. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcast. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the dynamic dynasty, Dynasty Descent.